This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Inna alhamdulillahi nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'ufiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyati amalina ashadu an la ilaha illa Allah wahdahu la sharika lah wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد my dear respected brothers in islam when we purchase something new something that is valuable and probably expensive we constantly take care of it For example, if you were to purchase a new car, you will look after that car because you have spent your money, your hard-earned money you have spent and now you need to take care of your car. Likewise, if you purchase a new mobile phone, you take care of your mobile phone and you always are very conscious that there is no any damage or nothing wrong with the mobile phone. So you take care of it. For a believer, one thing that is the most precious in this dunya is none other than Iman. The belief, the guidance. This is something that for a believer is more important than his own life. That is why we find in the history that the companions of Rasulullah wasallam. They were ready to sacrifice their own souls and everything that they had in this dunya for the sake of Iman. In order to protect their Iman, in order to safeguard their Iman, they had to leave their homeland, Makkah al-Mukarramah. The best land in this earth, they had to leave it in order to safeguard and in order to protect their Iman. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Hujurat, يَمُنُّونَ عَلَيْكَ أَنْ أَسْلَمُوا قُلْ لَا تَمُنُّوا عَلَيْكَ إِسْلَامَكُمْ بَلِ اللَّهُ يَمُنُّوا عَلَيْكُمْ أَنْ هَدَاكُمْ لِلْإِيمَانِ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ By being a believer, a Muslim, you are not doing any favor to Allah. يَمُنُّونَ عَلَيْكَ أَنْ أَسْلَمُوا قُلْ لَا تَمُنُّوا عَلَيْكَ إِسْلَامَكُمْ Say to them, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, do not show any favor to Allah by saying that I'm a Muslim, I'm a believer, I'm a Mu'min. Rather it is the favor of Allah upon you that he has guided you towards Iman. So the most precious thing for a believer in this dunya is Iman. And when we believe that Iman is the most precious, it is the most precious favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we have in this dunya, then it means that we have to look after our iman we have to safeguard it we have to protect it from anything that can damage it and there is 
one thing that is the most damaging for Iman and nothing can be more harmful for Iman than this one particular thing and that is nothing other than nifaq and hypocrisy. This is something that is worse and more damaging than kufr and disbelief. Because the opposite of iman is either kufr, disbelief or nifaq. And nifaq and hypocrisy is more dangerous for iman than kufr. That is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, إِنَّ الْمُنَافِقِينَ فِي الدَّرْكِ الْأَسْفَلِ مِنَ النَّارِ The munafiqeen and the hypocrites, they will be in the lowest level of the fire of hell. When we open the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the second chapter of the Quran, Surah Al-Baqarah begins with making the mention of some of the outstanding characteristics of the pious people. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins the surah, it says, This book is guidance for those who have taqwa. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in next few verses, Allah made the mention of some of the, some of the qualities and the characteristics of those pious people. And then after that, in next two ayat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the mention of the disbelievers. And then after that, a long chapter or long passage of the Quran talks about the munafiqun. And the mufassirun, they have said that because nifaq is something that is more damaging for the iman of the believer than the kufr and disbelief, that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has elaborated it in detail. The companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam they always had the fear in their hearts against nifaq and hypocrisy. There was a tabi'i called Ibn Abi Mulaika. He says, أَدْرَكْتُ ثَلَاثِينَ مِنْ أَصْحَابِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ He says, I had the honor to meet with 30 of the companions of Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم. كُلُّهُمْ يَخَافُ عَلَى نَفْسِهِ النِّفَاقِ Every single one of them had the fear of nifaq and hypocrisy in their heart. They were always afraid that nifaq and hypocrisy may attack our iman. Because it is more damaging. So he says that every one of them considered nifaq more damaging for their iman than anything else. Likewise, Mu'alla bin Ziyad, he says... I heard Hassan al-Basri, a famous tabi'i. He says, I heard him, يَحْلِفُ بِاللَّهِ فِي هَذَا الْمَسْجِدِ He was swearing by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, taking an oath by Allah al-Jalali Quran, saying, وَاللَّهِ الَّذِي لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا By the Allah, that there is none worthy of worship except him subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. He would say, مَا مَضَى مُؤْمِنٌ قَطُّ وَلَا بَقِيَ إِلَّا هُوَ مِنَ النِّفَاقِ مُشْفِقِ There cannot be a believer, true believer, never happened in the past and, and neither it can be happening until the day of judgment that a believer and he has no fear of nifaq. 
This is one of the signs of your iman. If you have the fear of nifaq, this is a clear sign of your, of your iman. And then he would say, وَمَا مَضَى مُنَافِقٌ قَدْتُ وَلَا بَقِي إِلَّا هُوَ مِنَ النِّفَاقِ آمِنٌ And there has never been a hypocrite, a munafiq. And there will never be a munafiq except that he, he feels himself safe from nifaq. Which means that if you do not have the fear of nifaq in your heart, then this is not a good sign. If you have the fear of nifaq, then this is the sign of your iman. That is why Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned some of the names of the hypocrites, the munafiqeen to one of his companions called Hudayfa bin Yaman radiyallahu ta'ala. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as you all know from the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that there were some munafiqeen in Medina al-Munawwara. And the chief of the munafiqeen of that time was Abdullah ibn Ubay, who had the hatred against Islam and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and, the, and also the companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he, and he had other people with him on the same path, following the same methodology. So... Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not want to cause any fitna within Medina al-Munawwara because those people used to attend the masjid of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They used to pray behind the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So they would pretend to be a believers and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exposed them in the Quran, in Surah Al-Baqarah and particularly in Surah At-Tawbah. That is why one of the names of Surah At-Tawbah is that this is the surah that exposes the hypocrites and the munafiqeen. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, although he knew every single one of the munafiqeen, he did not want to disclose their names to all of the companions. Rather he told those names to one of his companions called Hudayfa bin Yaman radiyallahu ta'ala. That is why Hudayfa was known amongst the companions as sahibu sirri Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Someone who had the secrets of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the companions, they would often approach Hudayfa, they would ask him, can you please tell me if the Prophet ﷺ named me amongst the munafiqeen? Even Sayyiduna Umar bin Khattab radiyallahu ta'ala, he approached him and he said, Hudayfa, can you please tell me if the Prophet ﷺ named me amongst the munafiqeen? A tabi'i called Imran, he approached him. He approached Hudayfa and he said, Hudayfa, Hal ana minal munafiqeen? Can you please tell me if I am from amongst the munafiqeen and the hypocrites? Then Hudayfa radiyallahu ta'ala anhu gave a beautiful answer. And this is a kind of criterion for me and you to judge our iman. He asked him, Hal tusalli idha khalawt? Tell me, do you offer any prayer when you are alone? Not in public, not in masjid. Do you ever offer any voluntary prayer when you are alone at home, when no one can see you? And it's all, it is only between you and Allah? And then he also asked, You tell me, whenever you commit a sin, 
Do you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness or you try to justify it? And this person replied, he said, I do pray in my seclusion, in my, in my privacy. And I also ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his, for his forgiveness whenever I commit a sin. Hudayfa radiyallahu ta'ala then he said, اِذْهَبْ فَمَا جَعَلَكَ اللَّهُ مُنَافِقًا Go, you don't need to worry. Then you are not from amongst the munafiqeen. These two things, my dear brothers, are very, very important. If you and I want to judge our own iman and the level of our iman, and in order to judge whether our iman is protected, then these two things. We need to ask these two questions to ourselves. How many times you offer your prayer, voluntary prayer, in your privacy and secrecy and seclusion, and when no one can see you apart from Allah will jalali will ikram. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam therefore encouraged us to offer our sunnah prayer. You know those 12 rak'at that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has encouraged us to perform along with obligatory prayers. Two before Fajr, four before Dhuhr, two after Dhuhr, two after Maghrib and two after Isha. He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to encourage his companions to offer those sunnah prayers at home. To the extent that at one occasion he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saw some of his companions offering the sunnah prayer in the masjid. And he sallallahu sallam said, do you not see me that I have my house closer to the masjid than anyone else's house? They said, yes, O Messenger of Allah Wasallam." He said, then, do you ever see me offering my sunnah in the masjid? If praying sunnah in the masjid was more rewardable, then I would have done it. In another hadith, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, offering salah at home is more rewardable other than the obligatory prayer. The congregational prayer for Muslim men, you should attend the masjid. But for the sunnah prayer before salah or after salah, the Prophet ﷺ highly encouraged us to pray at home. And one of the reasons, as the muhaddithun have said, is that you have some kind of prayers and your salah between you and Allah. And Rasulullah also encouraged us to offer some rak'at at the night. As part of the night prayer. In fact, this was one of the very first piece of advice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa when he alayhi salatu wasalam arrived in, in Medina al-Munawwara. He sallallahu alayhi wa when he arrived in Medina al-Munawwara, one of his companions, Abdullah ibn Salam radiyallahu ta'ala, who used to be a Jewish scholar, he came when he heard that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa has arrived in Medina al-Munawwara, he said, I'm going to meet with him and see, and see, if he meets those characteristics that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in Torah about the last prophet. And he says, when I went to see the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa he was surrounded by his companions, the muhajirun and the ansar. And then he says, one of the signs of the prophethood that I saw in the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam was that I heard him sallallahu alayhi wasallam advising the people around him ya ayyuhan nas afshu salam at'imu at-ta'am wa sallu bil-layli wan-nas niyam tadkhulu al-jannata bi salam o people spread salam spread peace and salam 
Offer some prayer at night when the rest of the mankind is asleep. If you do these three things, you will enter into paradise in peace. So the point is, my dear brothers in Islam, that this is one of the signs of your iman to be protected and safeguarded. And this is one of the ways also to protect your iman. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq and ability to offer our voluntary praise in our exclusion, in our privacy and secrecy, so that our iman is protected from hypocrisy and nifaq. Innahu sami'un qareebun. Inna alhamdulillahi nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'afiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyati amalina ashadu an la ilaha illa allahu wahdahu la sharika lahu ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh The second question that Hudayfa radiyallahu ta'ala anhu asked the person who asked him about himself whether if he was from amongst the munafiqeen wa adhal tastaghfir idha adhnabd Do you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his forgiveness when you commit a sin, he said yes. He said then you are not from amongst the munafiqeen. So this is also another sign. And it's also another way of protecting your iman. Whenever you commit a sin, and we all commit sin. No one can say, I never commit a sin. We commit sins intentionally and unintentionally. That is why Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has encouraged us to constantly ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his forgiveness. And he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam himself used to ask Allah for his forgiveness for more than 70 times every single day. And the companions, Ridwanullah al-Majma'een, they said, sometimes we would count the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying, istighfar and Allahumma ghafirli, Allahumma ghafirli, Allahumma ghafirli for nearly hundred times in one sitting. This was the condition of our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What about you and I? Do we not need to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his forgiveness constantly, all the time? So if we do these two things, then we can have hope in the mercy of Allah that our iman is protected. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq and ability to act upon whatever we say and whatever we hear. Innahu sami'un qareebun mujib. Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Allahumma salli ala muhammadin wa ala ali muhammadin kama sallayta ala ibrahima wa ala ali ibrahima inna kahmidun majid. Allahumma barik ala muhammadin wa ala آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم إنا نسألك الهدى والتقى والعفاف والغنى اللهم إنا نسألك الصحة والعفة والأمانة وحسن الأخلاق اللهم اهدنا لأحسن الأخلاق لا يهدي لأحسنها إلا أنت واصرف عنا سيئها لا يصرف عنا سيئها إلا أنت اللهم طهر قلوبنا من النفاق وأعمالنا من الرياء وألسنتنا من الكذب وأعيننا من الخيانة فإنك تعلم خائنة الأعين وما تخفي الصدور ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصل اللهم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.